From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is Marketing Matters on Business Radio. Hello and welcome. You're listening to Marketing Matters here on Business Radio, Sirius XM 132. I'm Barbara Kahn, the Patty and J.H. Baker Professor of Marketing, and I'm joined by my co-host, Americus Reed, the Whitney M. Young Jr. Professor of Marketing and the Brand Identity Theorist. Hello, Americus. Hi, Barbara. You know, it's uh, super cold today. It's like 22 <sighs> degrees. We ha- we're in the middle of a deep chill Oh right? my God! It's and of so course, uh, all of us in the city of brotherly love are quite upset about Monday night because uh, there endeth really a, a, a traumatic season, uh, a difficult it, season. I guess the only good news is that the Dallas, Dallas Cowboys also imploded. Yes, that's <laughs> so always good. We're, we're, you know, or at least not as bad as bad as bad, right? So, yeah, it was a terrible was game, a very, very sad difficult. game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. But talking about the cold, it's been seven hundred days since wow. we had snow okay. in Philadelphia. Yeah. And that was a rude awakening, waking up and seeing the snow 100%. here. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. People yeah. weren't ready for it. It's really bad. Arctic hey, cold. what are the what are the uh, climate change deniers? What are they saying? I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been crazy. Seven hundred days, and now we just got you know, like you said, snow two three inches a couple days ago. And it's going to snow again on Friday. And, uh, on Friday, yes. Oh my God, the the, the tragedy continues. So. Yes, absolutely. We'll have to warm things up with a very hot show today, Barbara. Yeah. What what do we got? And it's really exciting. In January, as you might know, mm. um, is the CES show at yes. in Las Vegas Consumer yes. Electronics Show yes. and they talk about a lot of things in that in that in Las Vegas about mm-hmm. what we can expect in technology mm-hmm. and we have to help us discuss all of those interesting things Asa Hyken who's a technology reporter for Ad Age and he generally covers web3 AI and mm-hmm. other emerging spaces Ooh. but we're really happy to have him with us on the show today because he Went to Las Vegas oh, and saw things firsthand. Awesome. So welcome, Asa. Welcome to the show. Hi, Asa. Hey, thanks for having me again. Do you tend to go to the CES show every year? Is that something you do every year or is this special? Yeah, no, I, I went I went last year um, and this year. And I I think um, we didn't go, AdAge didn't send any reporters um, before... I don't know, 2018 or something like that. So gotcha, gotcha. It was COVID, and then I started going. So why do you go? And like, what's your assignment? Are you allowed to just walk around and write about whatever you think is interesting, mm. or do you go with a agenda? Mm. Yeah, uh, you know, it's it's definitely a a bit of a different experience as a journalist uh, working here from home versus being in Las Vegas, where there's a lot of hustle and bustle, a lot of meetings with. Um, different tech platforms and advertisers. And then, of course, I'm on the hook for stories. So mm. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, when, when 5 o'clock rolls around and everyone starts pouring into the bars, that's when I recede into my hotel room and just, just write. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> but that's, that's interesting to me because I'm sure it is hustle and bustle, Las Vegas, all right. the stuff going on. Right, right. And I'm sure everybody's pushing a story on you. You know, like mm. I'm curious what it's like to be a reporter there and decide what to write about. We'll talk about the stories you actually wrote about, but I'm just wondering what you do when you go there and you you know how you approach it there's there's definitely uh a pressure internal internally and externally to to have a story at least a story a day and so basically my approach is i really keep my ear out whether it's sessions or or uh just formal or informal chats with with people i keep my ear out for something interesting and and if i if I heard that say here in New York in a regular week, I'd okay, I'd have some time to think about it, really sort of chart out a course. But but there, 
the moment I hear something, I'm like, okay, this is what I'm writing about, and this is what oh, I'm wow. focusing my attention on for the rest of the day. So it becomes a very sort of um, targeted focus once I lock in on, on what the story idea is going to be. So let's talk about one of the stories you wrote, which is kind of like, you had it right this, where yeah, you wrote about the 100%. sphere. Yeah. Um, so can you tell us, like, yeah. what, I mean, you, I, we have your story here, but from your point of view, why did you write about the sphere? What yeah. was your take on it? Yeah. Is that the first time you saw it? Yeah, and for listeners who don't know, give us a, a brief synopsis, uh, Asa, of the sphere and, and why it's captivating so many people at this moment. Sure, yeah. The sphere um, is this giant, rotund venue in Las Vegas just off the Strip. It's got 1.2 million LED lights on the outside, mm. and that is sort of allowing it to serve as this massive digital billboard for um, brands or tech companies or whoever to kind of just play these really sort of cool videos on the outside. So that's that's the outside of the sphere that, frankly, you know, AdAge and, and a lot of advertisers are, are really sort of uh, focused on. But the inside of the sphere is what consumers are focused on because it is this super immersive venue mm. with this wraparound screen that goes above your head, behind your head, mm-hmm. around your head. And, um, you know, it's a concert venue. U2 yes. played there. Fish is playing there in April. Um, and it's also um, a place where they're showing some uh, a documentary right now called Postcard from Earth, mm. which was oh, designed yes. right, right, specifically right. for, it was a nature documentary right. designed specifically for the sphere. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of its, its two uh, value propositions, the inside and the outside. Mm. And, and the story that I wrote mainly focused on the outside just because, you know, that's really where the advertising focus is. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So during the sphere, or during CES, in which some 130,000 people attended, the kinds of big tech platforms you would expect to advertise mm-hmm. during this event, right. advertise on the sphere. Oh, interesting. So okay, Intel. Good. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. That, that's probably Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Intel advertised, mm-hmm. uh, Google advertised. Samsung advertised, um, and also in a, sort of just like a, a fun um, yeah. addition was there was a, a Tetris game, which wasn't an advertisement. It was art created by the Sphere Studio team, but nice. a Tetris game was sort of played throughout the day. Oh, wow. That's very days. cool. That's very cool. Asa, talk a little bit, little bit about the economics of this. My understanding is it's a billion-dollar project. What does it cost to, yeah. to, put, your, to put yourself on there? Yeah, so... A, uh, a leaked pitch deck last year oh, wow. put the cost at around uh, just over $400,000 for a, a four-hour takeover. Oh, um, interesting. You know, that's, that's during any given week in the fall, spring, whatever it is. But 100000 an hour. Yeah, but the, the Super Bowl in a few weeks oh. is right. in Las we've Vegas. We've talked about and that. So it's going to be in Las Vegas, exactly. Oh, my goodness. So you can imagine. Big moment. That the, uh, the the sphere prices are going to be a little higher, and a report came out this week actually that um, I, I was unable to confirm myself, but it put the price between one and two million dollars for wow. an ad placement during the Super Bowl. During the, the Super Bowl, is that per hour or is that per what is that per minute? What is that? Would be a full day takeover. Full day I'm, I'm takeover. Pretty sure because per minute. That I know, right. that well, before. I mean, you know, you just don't know with this stuff. But interesting. Yeah. Uh-huh. Full day no, takeover. But the, uh-huh. Normally. 
normally it's a four-hour four hour takeover, gotcha. but I think during the Super Bowl they're they're locking you in. For All a eyes long. on the sphere. That's going to be so. Incredible. You know, as the tech reporter and an ad reporter, is this like all makes sense to you? Is this like where advertising is going? Because it's very local. It's only in mm-hmm. Las Vegas. I mean, we have to explain every time we talk about the sphere what it actually <laughs> right, is. Right, right. What do you think about that? Well, I think there's. You're right. The, the the local aspect of it makes it a little bit more of a a one-off stunt, even though. Uh, MSG, which which runs Sphere, supposedly has has plans to build, I think, twelve more spheres around. The wow, oh. that's incredible! Yeah. That's incredible because my understanding was that you know those costs haven't been recouped, the costs to construct and put the thing out there. But you're saying it's it's already plans for additional spheres. That was that was at least uh, yeah the initial yeah. plan. I don't know if you're right. I think uh, MSG or Sphere. One of the two was operating at a loss. Yes, so right. I don't as know a, if those plans are still right. going to happen, but that was the initial initial as plan. one would but, have expected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, to answer your question, Barbara, I, th- I I think I think there is there is the local aspect that is maybe we shouldn't read too much into it because you know it's yeah. it's Las Vegas, it's mm. everything's crazy there, and, and so we we would expect to see something like this in Las Vegas, but it does gesture to. A, a a deeper trend in advertising which is immersive technology interesting and i think that the sphere sort of is sort of this this externalized version of of what a lot of tech platforms and brands are are hoping for in hoping sort of for, yeah. more localized On steroids headset yeah. yeah ar vr mr kind of experiences interesting now i wonder barbara would it be cool here's an idea you you basically play the super bowl inside the sphere <laughs> And you would sell tickets to just bring in the fans from the two teams that are the, the final teams. Would they be willing to go in there and pay big money to sort of like see this immersive Oh, I experience? think so. Yeah, that would be kind of <laughs> yeah. cool. Yeah. What are your thoughts, Asa? Yeah, if, if, I, if I could get a, uh, a complimentary press pass for that, <laughs> I would definitely That's go. a no-brainer. Why isn't somebody doing that? <laughs> I know, right? That's funny. Yeah, totally. I yeah. agree with that. Yeah. So talking about AR, VR, they, you wrote another article. Like you said, you had to write an article every day. So you're writing <laughs> another article about um, the tech takeaways, which is really why people go to CES, like what's new and cool in tech. That's kind of what the whole story is about. And so you wrote CES 2024, five tech takeaways for marketing. So if we look at some of those, one of the first one you talked about is uh, the brand set the stage for mixed reality. So you want to tell us what you saw there? Yeah. So yeah, as, as I mentioned, mixed reality is becoming a a, a bigger interest for brands and tech platforms and and sort of the biggest news that came out that happened during CES, but it wasn't actually at CES because Apple doesn't go to CES. Oh. But during the week, Apple, uh, la- Apple announced its launch date for the Vision Pro headset, oh. which is its, yes, its yes. mixed reality device. And yes. it's which is supposed out. to be game changing. Have you seen that yet? 100%. Yeah. I haven't seen it in person, but knowing Apple's track record, I imagine it's going to be pretty cool. Interesting. You know, it's it is priced at thirty five hundred dollars. So again, Barbara's going to buy one awesome, but <laughs> for, I, for, I for research purposes. <laughs> yes, yes. But, but Asa, um, really, really quickly, what's the logic of Apple not attending? C- that was that was a little surprising to me. Why do they? Not, why do they not show up? You know, I I wonder if it's sort of a. A similar approach as you know, like Trump not showing up to the, the debates. Like 
it's sort of like why like wow i, I didn't know. predict like, to go in there man it's <laughs> like we're just we've got this thing man we don't even need to show up that's really funny <laughs> yeah but yeah i don't I, who knows maybe maybe they had a an informal presence just meeting with with people but they also they're not Hmm. At least from an advertising perspective, you know, Apple doesn't mm, okay. have really an ads business. It, yeah. It's got it's got search ads, but but you know, it, it doesn't really um, like it doesn't have the sort of opportunities that that Meta is meeting with mm, brands, gotcha. and, and TikTok and, and those and those companies. Um, but yeah, so you know, yeah, and they and they also have you know, events of their own like WWDC in mm. which mm-hmm. they launched, they, they officially announced um, Vision Pro headset last year. Gotcha. So, yeah, I don't think they need to go. But um, what did happen on the ground at CES was, you know, a lot of sort of interest and hype around Apple, the Apple headset carried over into some, some other headsets. So you get smaller brands that are oh. sort of, um, you know, coming out with, prototype models then you have sony which teased a spatial content creation system oh that includes a headset and controllers and like apple's uh headset is geared towards both professional mm-hmm. um opportunities and also recreational opportunities interesting so there's that i know that meta was there with its um partnership with ray-bans and created an oh. ar glasses type thing it's not as immersive as right as, you know, headset that covers half of your face, but it's it's still you know uh, part of mixed reality. So what's and, your what's your temperature on this? Um, you know, metaverse was like the, all the all the rage, and then everyone said no, there's no metaverse. And now, I mean, I think people are kind of saying yes, there is going to be metaverse at some point. What do you think about it? Yeah, you know, there's a lot of a lot of words that are being thrown around to describe whatever immersive reality is. And the metaverse is one of them. But to be honest, I didn't see the word metaverse a lot at CES. Interesting. Yeah, the word see, is out. The word is out. Yeah. yeah. The word is you out. You see terms like AR, VR, VR. spatial computing. Spatial computing. Ops for. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Okay, I got to stop saying metaverse. I know. But that, but that idea of immersive media, you yeah. know, half, half real life, half yeah. AR, half... Yeah virtual reality yeah. I, it's hard to stop that i think that's happening and mm-hmm. so when you're there at ces it's mostly the technology you don't see like brands doing things mm-hmm. there do you or do you i've never been americans and i were both saying we'd like to go but we've we'd never to. been to ces we're waiting for our invites yeah. <laughs> there yeah there are there are um brands that show up walmart had a, a huge uh presence there this year netflix took over a, a donut store Ooh, um nice you know uh, it's you get because you get advertisers coming in but you also get you know 130,000 people many of which are just consumers and tech enthusiasts and mm, so early if adopters. a brand can afford it yeah. they can kind of just Advocates show up and, and be like oh wow that's cool they're at the center of tech because they're at ces yes so it, it is sort of a marketing approach in itself oh, that's 100%. cool yeah let me reintroduce you i'm barbara khan along with americus reed this is marketing matters and today we are joined by asa hyken who's the technology reporter at mm-hmm. ad age and just returned from ces right. and so he's telling us about state-of-the-art consumer electronics and what he saw and what's predicted to be the trends in marketing 
for the next year. Um, talk first about this idea of immersive media, not using that bad word anymore, <laughs> um, AR, VR, etc. And mm-hmm. now you also wrote about the other thing everybody's talking about is generative AI. Mm. And you have a little piece that um, automotive brands are all in on this generative AI. So what did you mm. see there? So a few automotive brands at CES announced integrations of oh, wow. generative AI into their vehicles. Interesting. So you got Volkswagen, which announced an integration of ChatGPT. Interesting. BMW announced an integration of Amazon AI. And Mercedes-Benz also announced an integration, though it didn't specify the AI provider. Um, and and these the idea is that the the generative AI models will improve the communication skills of the in-car virtual assistants, which have, which have been around for a little while, mm-hmm. but they're not great. And the idea is to to use these to really sort of bolster their capabilities mm-hmm. uh, with regards to navigating and customizing settings and 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 some other mm, things that that a consumer would interact with. Yeah, this is really interesting because when you think about, I mean, driving a car is, used to be just about getting on the road, the tires, 100%. you know, the speed of the car. But now a lot of it is what's going on inside the car 100%. and your navigation and your whole platform there, and, yeah. and the opportunities yeah. for marketing dollars because yeah. these navigation tools become uh, platforms that brands can advertise on. 100%. Um, and if you're doing something navigation, you know, in terms of navigation, you can sell on your system, mm-hmm. go have Dunkin' Donuts right now. Right. It's at the next right, you know. Yep, yep, so yep. there's all these opportunities for That's commerce within the stuff. Within, within the car. The, yeah, within yeah. the car. Yeah. So were they talking about that kind of stuff or they're just focusing on Chat the tech? GPT. Wow, that's yeah. Well, when it, as with anything um, regarding generative AI, you, you have to, you know, put aside a, a grain of salt for the fact that this could very well be just sort of a, a marketing, uh, a, a sort of a, a marketing stunt in itself of like, hey, look, we're putting ChatGPT in our car. Maybe that's not a huge focus for the brand, but it, it creates a lot of headlines. Yes, right? yes, we yes. wrote about it. Other publications wrote about it because it's a, it's a pretty remarkable thing, but it might not signal as proportional of an interest for the brand manufacturer mm. itself. Mm. Um, that being said, I think you're right. Barbara, to to indicate how cars are really they're almost become, becoming little like entertainment hubs. Hundred percent. Because yeah. Yeah. I, I think I think it was BMW, which also in, in announcing some of its generative AI capabilities, it also announced gaming capabilities. Oh dear. So oh, the, that's the so idea, scary. Is, <laughs> I guess, is Barbara's playing I, Fortnite <laughs> in her uh, Lexus going 130 yeah. miles an hour. Yeah. That's that might not end well. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. They, I, they do. The BMW does say that it disables the <clears throat> the the gaming um, when the car is on. I think, or, or when the car is not in park. Yes. But yeah, you could. Yeah, definitely a distraction that maybe isn't best. Hundred percent. And I think it's interesting because this is the Elon Musk argument, who was one of the first people to say, "I'm not going to think of it as a car, but rather." 
uh, a software platform on wheels, yeah. right? And so now we're just seeing the natural extension of all that stuff. Yeah, and that's yeah. why he got around all the dealer rules and things <laughs> yeah, like that. Right. He's not a car. He's a technology. Exactly. But that is right. I yeah. mean, that is the way cars are being thought But, but Barbara, of. I don't want ads popping up if, when I'm driving. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to escape these ads. So I don't know how I feel about that. Entertainment in the car, if you will. And then, of course, your point about the safety issues. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. So, Asa, what, what what was that CES that you thought was like the super coolest thing that you saw, and you know, and why? So, I think one, I think it, uh, I think one aspect that I I thought was cool, not so much in that I think it's going to change the game, but I think it was just like cool to see early prototypes of this were these home managing robots. Mm. Um, ah. So, LG and Samsung, which really came to the show with a whole lot of tech, some some cool, some just kind of mind-bogglingly weird. <laughs> but uh, the, the uh, LG's AI agent is this AI biped agent. with, you know, huge eyes, and it's it's pretty cute, but it, it kind of looks like that that light, that the Pixar light that stops yeah. the, the letter. Oh. It, it kind of looks like that. But oh dear, uh, what it what it does oh. is it's supposed to like be connected in your your smart home software. So gotcha. Uh, it can it can tell you what you need to know about the temperature, mm. um, mm-hmm. different mm. settings in the house. It has a camera so that if you're gone and your and your pet knocks over a plant, mm-hmm. it can take a picture oh. and send it to you send and let you, you know it's, it's like a home yeah it, it, some home of these spy really still yeah hammered out. <laughs> i'm getting nervous here barbara yeah, you know because there's lots of science fiction you know, that around the sort of yeah, okay like when they go self-aware of, and go yeah. rogue and then murder everything inside <laughs> yeah, the house well, there's that <laughs> but like this idea of these home robots have been around for no, a while I, I, yeah and well, they started I don't know with the, the little t- one that sweeps, right? Yeah, that right, way. the Rumba. Or yeah, Rumba? Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that one. And now they're talking. Um, and I have one of those. And those Do are you terrible. Really? Yeah, they're not really good. Why are they They terrible? randomly go around the house, <laughs> but because it's random, they don't do a thorough job. You know, random is actually that's not funny. good for vacuuming. <laughs> More systematic is much yes. better. Yeah, that's funny. Um, Interesting. But, like, they've been talking about these robots, and, and I've seen them in China, and I've yeah. seen them in Asia, mm-hmm. but they seem still more like... Yeah. You know, a curiosity than really useful. Yeah. Did you get that feeling, or you think we're there? No, yeah, we're we're definitely not there. And and you know, these things are. I, I they look like they're they're just part of a giant smart home mm, situation. Ecosystem. And I don't mm-hmm. I don't know anyone who is allowed LG to just kind of turn their whole house into an LG rig and and do what they want with it. So yeah, I, I don't think we're there at all. Yeah, but. I do think it's worth noting that these uh, these robots are also being vastly improved by developments in AI, mm. right? Like mm-hmm. even in just in the conversation you can have with them, but I think they're just another piece in the in the puzzle of of how AI is going to affect. Creations that have been around for some time. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So one thing you wrote about that I'm really interested in, I didn't quite understand, so I'm glad that you're here to explain it to me. I think I got it, but I'm not quite sure. Everybody's worried about the post-cookie world mm. because of privacy rules and things like that, that you can't get the data from cookies because there's, you know, there's uh, regulations about whether you can do that or not. And so you wrote this idea this about this new idea, these decentralized 
donuts. Um, <laughs> so can you talk a little bit about what – we don't know if that – and I think you even indicated you're not sure that term is the term that everybody's going to end up using because uh, mm, it's a little too cute mm. compared to <laughs> cookies. But I think the donuts are related to the blockchain or <laughs> – Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me just, you know, preface this by saying this is – the donut is something that I – heard for the first time at CES oh, interesting. and Hot I don't, I haven't heard other advertisers really sort of talking this up a lot. It was only at CES where they were sort of like, Oh, could this be an alternative? So, uh, not a whole lot has been developed around it, but the idea is that it sort of goes, it's, it's, it's incorporating the, the web three value proposition, which is that consumers control more of their data mm. and it's integrating that into the cookie situation. So mm. a donut would ideally be this mechanism that allows consumers to control the permissions they give to brands over access to their data. Mm. So it would be, I heard someone sort of explain it as a, a token. Someone else called it a layer in a tech stack. <laughs> Unclear. Uh-huh. But the idea is that it would give consumers in an easy way the ability to be like, okay, I will give this data to the brand if they're willing to give me this, and I will give them that if they're willing to give me this. So, interesting, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, That's and that makes a lot of sense. That's this idea of blockchain, Web 3.0. Yeah. Right. And, I mean, that is something that I really do think we're going to see, uh-huh. that I'm willing to give up this information about myself, but I expect something in return. Interesting. Um, and it, that now there's this technology to be allowing you to do that. Interesting. It, it, this made me some, think of something, Barbara. Did they name these things cookies because cookies are innocuous and people love them? I don't Could've know. Could have called them Brussels sprouts. Cookies. Yeah, yeah. Could've <laughs> then people would have been known no, <laughs> to be aware no. of them. Yeah, beware I mean, Brussels sprouts. Cookies, donuts. <laughs> and who's going to say no to this? This must be awesome, right? Yeah. I mean, come on. And yeah. Then- <laughs> At least with the donuts, there is there is one aspect of, of the name that makes sense, which is that a donut doesn't have a hole. Uh, and the idea is that this would be a, a centerless or yeah. a decentralized mechanism that would give power back to users. Interesting. It's, it's, you, it's just another marketing mechanism, but but still, at least there's some explanation. I really like that, though, because that's the idea of creating customer value. Right. So it's not like that you're sneakily taking my data and doing things that are trying to manipulate me. Right. Now we're saying, yeah, I generate preferences. I generate data. What I do has value to, apparently. Yes. And I'm willing to give that up if you give something back to me. Yes. I think that in the notion of exchange and in the notion of the kind of marketing that we teach, yeah. that does make sense. That's powerful, yeah. And so figuring out the technology behind doing that. That and yeah. making people believe that it's safe, it's you know, safe, and right. those kinds of things, and that you own your own data. I like that idea. Mm-hmm. I think that that uh, an extension of myself, and mm. I think that it would be palatable uh-huh. to even people who are afraid right. of what's happening when they go on the web or something like that. In terms right. of, we only have time for one more thing, but I did. I can never go to CES or think about CES without mentioning. X. So um, you talked a little bit about being on some kind of panel with um, (laughs) people and they were talking about whether or not they want to continue to advertise on X. What did you hear at CES about? Sounded like mixed reviews. What was going on there, Asa? (laughs) Yeah, definitely a mixed reception um, towards X. The the session you were talking about, Barbara, is is, uh, there was a keynote with the CEO of Snap, Evan Spiegel, mm. and um, Michael Casson, who is the CEO of MediaLink. And 
Michael was talking about, he was telling a story about how he had a conversation with a senior marketer who was not, who was worried about advertising on an unnamed platform, not because of the brand's creative, but because of the kinds of content that would show up alongside the yes. creative. Yep. And during yep. the session, he Michael was like, I'm not going to name them. And then the, the moderator <laughs> is like, is it X? And then he finally <laughs> relented and he's like, yes. And everyone laughed. And the idea is that, it, you know, X is kind of acquired this he who must not be named status. Yeah. Right? Almost mm-hmm. like Voldemort. And <laughs> so you have... You have people who are just can't even say its name, uh-huh. and they because because of the, the the brand safety issues and the the uh, what Elon Musk has said. Yes. You know, they're not fans, but then you have another group of people who are actually really sort of still welcoming X to the table, mm. and, interesting, and, and excited by them. And so Linda Yaccarino, who is a who is the CEO of of X, she was at CES and. Um, there, she had a breakfast there, and apparently, according to the CEO of Stagwell, Mark Penn, who didn't go, but this is what he told me based on what others told him who were in attendance, that she received multiple standing ovations from attendees. Mm. Ah, so clearly, there's an appetite there for oh, X is still doing good. We still like X, <laughs> and uh, but you know, there's also the the fact that people won't even say his name. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Well, that's Elon Musk for yeah, you. Yeah, doesn't, he doesn't have uh, unambiguous views yeah. about what advertisers are going to do in terms of like at, speaking out against the content that their uh, ads might you know, end up showing next to. So, yeah. interesting. Well, Asa, thank you so much for joining us today. And where can our listeners go to keep up with you and the stories that you write? Adage.com. Yeah, we always turning out stories there. And, and we have a a weekly um, Web3 AI newsletter that goes out on Tuesdays. So, yeah. That, oh, I should get that. I should, think yeah, I get yeah. that. I'm going to sign up, yeah, sign up for that Yeah, that sounds like sure. something that's good. All right. Well, thank you very much, Asa. It's always good to speak with you. That's all anyway, we have time for so. today. We're here every Wednesday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. We replay our show several times throughout the week. And you can follow our podcast on Knowledge at Wharton's website. And you can follow Business Radio at SXM Business for information about all our programming. Um, thank you all for listening today. We'll be back next week. Till then, this has been Marketing Matters. I'm Barbara Kahn here with Americus Reed on Business and Dave Reepstein on Business Radio, Sirius XM 132.